welcome where you are at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we are so delighted that you've welcomed us into your home. <laughs> you know, we would love to hear from you. So yeah. today we're taking your comments and your questions. You're watching. It's Monday. We are here live. Give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. If you are calling and you are outside North America, you can reach us at 205-271-2980. You can always send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at ewtn.com and check us out on Facebook. So the question for today's show is this. How did you meet your spouse? Mm. What was your first impression, and how did that mature over time? Yes. Very interesting question. It is. We've been discussing that. We have. Right? Because you know, the, the way we met, my response to you the first three times I, sh I saw you where I could even speak, and what was that all about? I mean, I was attracted by your beauty, but also you know, God's presence being there, that he had a plan for our lives. And so anyway, we want to speak about that. We want to hear from you, but also, Joy, over the weekend, we celebrated one of our grandchildren's birthday, Nathan Wright. Yes, Nathan turns 20. He's our first grandson, yes. and he is the older brother of seven brothers and sisters, yes. and Rebecca and Nate, we went out to dinner with them and um, celebrated, and then we, of course, the whole family had to come. Yes. We went to Mass first at the cathedral. We did the five o'clock Mass on Friday night and then to a local restaurant, mm. which is uh, a family favorite yeah. of ours. When our other children come in town, we do that with them too. Yes. But the rights are in town, and it's just a lot easier to get together with them. And Nathan, <clears throat> Nathan is just such a special young man. Big guy, strong guy. Um, plays football at Kennesaw State in, yes. in Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's taking up business. But uh, he's really serious about his Catholic faith and mm -hmm. about his life and what vocation the Lord desires for his life. I mean, he'd be a great dad. He'd be a great priest. He'd be great at a lot of things. And, and he's just saying, you know, I just want to seek the Lord mm -hmm. about all that. So really, really special, special young men and, and grandchildren are just so special, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, we they, had we had a great time that night. And, it, you know, here in Alabama, as I know in many places all around the country, uh, people go back to school usually up north after Labor Day. But here in Alabama in the south, we're back in school like in the second week of August, first yeah. week in August. Yeah. So everybody is getting back to some kind of normal schedule. Yeah. Uh, some people in our family are teachers. They're back early, um, getting back to college, back to school. And then we got and, homeschoolers. And then homeschoolers. <laughs> and so you know, it's just an adjustment of the schedule of yeah. reality of yeah. life. And it's like uh, some are doing it well. Some are doing it with some grumbling and yeah. complaining. And then we're going full-blown in the season of football. And we have five grandsons that are playing football this year. So yeah. we're going to be pretty busy um, on Saturdays and Friday nights. Well, going back to the education <clears throat> thing, whether it's Christian or Catholic education or homeschooling or public school, that you are the first teacher of your children. And so if you're not being a homeschooler doing it, you're delegating responsibility to other people. You need to know who they are and what those schools teach, Catholic as well as public school. Yeah. And so we know the intensity of this time and what's going on and this whole debate, which should be no debate at all, that, that parents are the first teachers and are delegating versus, well, they have nothing to say. We're the ones that are going to teach. So God bless you in the midst of what you're facing at this time. 
God has equipped you for this time. So we look forward to hearing from you. We hope that you'll respond to our question. How did you meet your spouse? What was your first impression? How did that mature over time? What's your story with your spouse? And are you passing that on to your children and to your grandchildren? We want to hear from you, so give us a call. 1-800-221-9460, 1-800-221-9460. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Well, remember that we're taking your questions on our show today. So if you're watching, it's Monday. We're live. Please give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. If you are calling and you are outside North America, you can reach us at 205-271-2980. And you can always send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at ewtn.com and check us out on Facebook. So the question is this, very innocent question. We got some great answers. How did you meet your spouse? And what was the first impression? And how did that mature over mm. time? And we heard from, I mean, from spiritual questions, um, spiritual answers, answers yeah. um, to very innocent people met in a laundromat. So, I mean, <laughs> could you imagine like, that's where I, we met. My parents met on a blind date. Um, that's how people, you know, back then they arranged things. My mother didn't know my father. A friend of a friend, they met, and then they got married. And what if these things didn't happen? Why wouldn't it these be here? serendipitous right. kind of, because we did receive a lot of, you know, feedback on how people met. And it was amazing how many of them, it was like, if this little thing or that thing didn't happen, or somebody didn't say something else or whatever, it just would not have it happened. It would not have happened. And, and that's helped you to believe in the providence of God. Yes. And saying, yeah. you know, this is rather providential, what God has allowed in my life. And so many people, I think back in our parents' day, met on blind dates or at dances and things like that. And today, because of the Internet, a lot of people meet each other on Catholic Match. Um, through internet dating services. There are a lot of people here at the network um, who've met that way yeah. and are married. And so you think, oh, that can't happen. Yes, it can. Yeah. And, and it does. And the marriages last and they flourish. And so we want to hear from you. Would you share your story with us? How did you meet? What was the first impression? How did that relationship mature over time? As you think back on that now, and that's what we were saying at the start, we met, you know, 52 years ago. And uh, my impressions at that time, and then recently we're just kind of looking back and say, wow, there was a lot more there going on than we thought was going on. Mm -hmm. And what a story the Lord wanted to write. And thank God thus far we've cooperated you know, with the story, I hope, as well as we can. We have a call, Joy. Okay, we have Catherine who's calling us from Birmingham. Catherine, welcome to At Home with Jim and Joy. Share with us your comments on how you met your spouse. Hi, Jim and Joy. It's good to talk to y'all today. Excellent. Uh -huh. we can't wait to hear your story. Absolutely. Well, um, my husband and I actually did work together. Um, I was the apartment or department assistant where he worked. And uh, he would actually come by my desk every day on his way to the break room and just say, hey, can I get you something? And I'd be like, oh, sure, or no, thank you. 
And, well, you know, time passes, and I found out he wasn't asking me out for a long time because there was this big picture behind us of an NFL football player. And so he he decided one day just to get up the courage, and he said, who is that picture? Who's that in the picture? Is that your husband? And I'm like, no, that's that's Eli Manning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, that got us, yeah, that got us talking, and um, I think the first thing that I thought of him was, you know, number one, how incredibly sweet he was, and then there was also this, it's, it's kind of a vulnerability to just ask a question when you don't know the answer and you just put yourself out there, and the way our relationship has grown is, you know, I wasn't Catholic, he was, and so his vulnerability led to me being vulnerable and asking those hard questions of well, why do Catholics do this? Why do y'all do this? And our first date was actually at, um, we went to adoration together. And so in fast forward a few years in 2011, uh, my, our daughter, our two daughters and our son and myself joined the Catholic church one day, thanks to him asking, who's Eli Manning? <laughs> that, that's a great And Catherine, great how many story. years are you married and how many children do you all have now? So uh, in December, we will be married 15 years and we just had baby number seven. Excellent. And none of them are named Eli. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of them Eli. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank it's an absolutely you so precious much for story. God bless you. Yeah, thanks thank for sharing. You, and again, thank that's you. another situation. Yes. So the guy's thinking, this big guy in the background, is it her boyfriend? Because uh-huh. if it is, you know, I don't want to get involved, you know, with you. Or was it her husband? Yeah, her husband, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, but he takes the extra step. Right. Because there was something there and he inquires. And because of that, all this takes place with the marriage and becoming Catholic and, and all the children. I mean, what, what a snowball effect, right? Yeah. But he had to move out in courage yeah. and to say, you know, yeah. who is that guy? Yeah. Who's that a picture of? Is that your husband? Is that your boyfriend? Well, we want more stories. We want you to call us. We want you to Facebook us and just email us and get to us. But, you know, I was mentioning at the outset of the show, we went to the same high school. I was a couple of years older than you. I think I'm still older than you. You are. <laughs> You're so young. Mm. And uh, it was a big school. I think in our class we had over a thousand. Our class, mm-hmm. so there's four classes. Yeah. And um, I saw you coming down. There was there was nobody around when we saw each other in this big school. The you first were com- time, you yeah. Were, you were coming down a flight of steps, I think. And I saw you. I was going up the steps. I just looked at you, and it was like, you know, I mean, you would just. Be, and I didn't say anything. And I'm, I am able to speak, but I didn't say. And you just walked by. Then I don't know when the next time was, but how long. You were coming down the hallway, and we walked by each other. It was like slow motion. It was. We walked, and I'm looking at you. You're looking at me, and and I didn't say anything. Neither did you, Mm-mm. which is unusual for us because you know we talked pretty mm-hmm. well. And then I saw you at a dance because you know there was some dance going on, and I saw you. There's a lot of kids there, and I saw you. And again, it was like. Well, it's like West Side Story. It you know? was, and it, we it, didn't it, connect at that one dance, and then we just kind of like got away from each other. Yeah. And then it was the final dance where we met at a church, Our Lady at, of a, at a dance. Downstairs. And yeah. um, you had asked me to dance, yeah. and my brother Scott, and I, I have to give my brother Scott the credit for this, because yeah. I didn't know you. I mean, I didn't know you, and yeah. I came from a small town in Guttenberg, and you kind of like stayed in town. You dated yeah. the people in town, <laughs> and you did everything in your boundaries. You knew everybody. Well, I was kind of moving out of my boundaries to go with, date somebody from Another Bergen. town. Yeah, right. And so I said to my brother, you know, Jimmy had come up to me and asked me to dance, and I said, should I dance with him? And my brother did this. He gave a thumbs up. 
If my brother didn't give a thumbs up, I wouldn't have given you the time of day. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know you. And so we danced, and then you had given me your keys because, yeah. you know, there were so many of our friends yeah. there, and we were with other people, just so that at yeah. the end of the night we would be together. Did he tell you that I gave him money before that? No, <laughs> no. And then the next time I saw you, now this is when you look back and you see God's providence. We met in a church. The next time I saw you face to face, we met in front of a store that was named Israel. Mm. Yeah, we like, it's like, what? Like, yeah. when you look back, you look, what was God yeah. doing? Now, we were straight from the street. We were not submitted to the authority of God in mm. our lives at that particular place and time. But God was committed to us. Mm. No matter what we're doing in our lives, Jesus is committed to yeah. you. Yeah. and he loves you. You know, we were running fast and hard in disobedience and, and not paying attention to the signs. But when we look back You're telling more than I want to in tell. grace <laughs> and mercy and you see God's hand on our life, you think, you know what? Jesus was after us because yeah. he had a plan for our lives. Now, we could have disobeyed and not participated with the plan, but by God's mercy yeah. and his grace. And I'm also going to say this. Yeah. You had a praying aunt, and this is the power of prayer. For all of you who have children who have gone astray, we were not committed to God. We were not, we were not loving Jesus, but people were praying for us mm -hmm. that we would come to know Jesus and surrender and that we would find our way back to him. And we did by God's grace and mercy. So when you think it looks bad, <laughs> when the, it looks hopeless, don't stop praying because God is at work. And I know that today we sit right here because people prayed for us. And I had a friend who, uh, my friend Sharon, who prayed for mm -hmm. us. Her husband prayed and with you and you yeah. prayed to receive the Lord in a real deep converted way, um, a renewal back to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so don't give up on praying for people who you think they don't have a prayer because if there were two people that didn't have a prayer, it was us. So that's how we met. We're married 46 yeah. years. We tell that story to our children, to our grandchildren. You know, because you can look at people and maybe be judgmental. If you would have looked at me and thought, oh, one day she'll love Jesus with all of her heart, soul, mind, and strength. Not so, not so. I was going to hell in a New York minute. And I tell this to my grandchildren. You know, when Nona became a Christian and I went to my closet to find clothes to go to church, I didn't have clothes that were acceptable to go to church in. And so you think, oh, no, no, that's not true. Yes, it's true. So when you see people coming to church that are ill-clad, remember this. I once was that person, mm -hmm. and we're on a journey. We're on a journey to holiness. And God has done an amazing thing yeah. in our lives because of prayer, his grace, yeah. and his mercy and love. Beautiful. Well, let's take some comments here. I think we have a Facebook comment. The first time I saw him... He was fixing my brother's best friend's truck. They were both in the military. I saw him. I said, I'm going to marry him one day. And thank you, Jesus. It's been twists and turns for 30 years, but I thank God for him every day. It's Christy on Facebook. And it is amazing in the comments that we got. And some, 
some were like, you know, it wasn't like, you know, a supernatural thing and all this, but a lot of people were like, I knew. Yeah. I knew this was going to be my spouse. Like, what is that about? How do you know that love at first sight? God's providence involved yes. in your life. And then, you know, it does turn out well. You know, 30 years, we're married, we're here. There were twists and turns. Mm -hmm. But that love at first sight could mean a number of things. But for those who stick with it and walk all the way through it in the twists and turns, it happens. You yes. know, it, it happens, it's real, and you need to reflect on that. Joy's been doing a little bit of that and even sharing with our grandkids about our own story. You don't have to have our story. You don't have to have you weren't dedicated and committed. If you call yourself a Catholic, you call yourself a Christian, you should understand what the aim of everything is, to find your mate and to make a great act of self-donation. Um, so and to pray. And we prayed for our children that every day when our children would go to bed, we would pray that they would find that person that God's called them to be married to, if they were to be married. Mm -hmm. And so you have to pray for their spouses as mothers and fathers now pray, mm -hmm. as grandparents pray that they find mm -hmm. that right person. I think we're going to say a word here about the family celebration that's coming up, coming up this Saturday at the Birmingham Jefferson County uh, Complex here. And uh, we hope that you can join us. We want you to come. We want to meet you personally. Uh, it's taking place this August 26th. And so uh, we want you to join us. It's going to be hot in Birmingham, but the BJCC will be yeah. air conditioned. It will be cool. It will be beautiful. And you're going to get to meet radio hosts, television hosts. Um, our, our clergy, so many priests, beautiful things are going to be happening. One of my favorite things that will be happening is we do the meet and greet where we get to meet lots of people. And then also the religious catalog goes on the floor and you yeah. can shop and buy all the wares of EWTN. So we look forward to seeing you there this Saturday. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away. great to be with you. We've been discussing how we first met as couples, the first impression, and then how things matured over time. And it's one thing to go through it, and then you watch your children go through it. And we have four children. They have good marriages, children. Um, so each of them has their own story. And we were speaking at the beginning of the show about uh, our grandson, uh, Nathan's 20th birthday. So I want to speak a little bit about that family and Rebecca and Nathan who are just such a great couple. And when I was pastoring in the Episcopal Church, we used to have students come in, help us at the church, inner city ministry. And so Nathan, Rebecca's future husband, came. And it was like almost immediately when, when Rebecca saw Nathan, she told her twin, Anna, you know, th th this is my husband. Dude, is that's my husband. I'm going to marry that guy. Yeah, and it goes, a, what are you talking yeah, about? Yes, so it was another one of those, like, you just kind of know right away. Nathan <clears> didn't know that. Though. He didn't know that. He didn't know that, <laughs> and he was just wondering, had some questions about her and about her sister and so on. And so they really went through a good time of discernment. Mm -hmm. And that's just so important to know who you are, your faith, where you're going, questions to be asked, dating, courtship, 
you know, really, what's the aim in this? Is marriage? Is family? And so we had a good priest that was in the Episcopal Church that kind of like walked them through that time, and that's just so very, very important. And then uh, Nathan asked if he can marry Rebecca, and he took me out to eat, and we did that. And I had more questions for him about Rebecca and shared some about Rebecca. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. She has some rough edges, too. You know, I think I shared a few of those things. And I said, yeah, she, you know, she's really beautiful, and she's, you know, just great. I said, but you need more time. You need a little bit more time because when you marry Rebecca, you can't bring her back. And, uh, and so he took a little bit more time. He's like kind of shocked. You're not going to say yes right away. And they had a little bit more time of discernment. And he, I always call him Mr. Right, mm -hmm. a great guy, as all of our uh, spouses are of our children. Uh, but they, they got married and then they had, you know, have eight children now. And uh, I used to like when, when they first bought the big van with all the kids and, and mm -hmm. Nate would come and have three kids, five kids, six kids, seven kids, eight kids. And he looked so worn, Nate, from the time they <laughs> married. And, and sometimes he's just kind of exhausted. And I say to him, hey, you can't give her back. I told you that when you married her, you know. But uh, it, it's great. And now we're dealing with our grandchildren mm -hmm. and their discernment. Uh, we're going to be speaking with Patrick O'Hearn about a book that he's written. We'll do that on Wednesday and Thursday. It's called The Courtship of the Saints. The Courtship of the Saints. Those who became saints, what was their courtship like? And so this is Patrick O'Hearn. He'll be with us Wednesday and Thursday. It's a fantastic book, and it's not just about the saints. It's how we should be sharing with our children, questions they should be asking. What's the difference between dating and courtship? What saints should they pray to about this? And, and we want them to get the best start possible. We shared a little bit about our start, which was kind of, we weren't deeply converted to the Lord. That happened during our process, and that was great. Well, that's where they need to begin, mm -hmm. understanding what marriage is, what marriage does, the full donation of self, theology of the body, don't lie with your bodies, what is chastity, how do we walk that out, and being honest in a relationship. And so that book is just fantastic, and we look forward to you hearing from Patrick. Well, I do love growing old with you, and I know without a shadow of a doubt, that Jim Pinto is making me holy, and I hope and pray I'm making you, you holy. And so marriage is good, so thank God. So if you're married, celebrate <laughs> being married, and thank God for all the blessings in your life. Pass it on to your children and grandchildren. You're an important part of this family. You're never alone, and you're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.